Nothing new under the sun. It's never what you do, but how it's done. What you base your happiness around? Material women and large paper. That means you inferior. Episode not major. eight. No, no ideas. ideas. Original politics as usual. The crossover edition with the BBN crew. We got Jack Frost and Shaw in the house. What up, y'all? What's, What's good, up, people? How y'all doing? Yo, so we want to start this out with our usual ritual where we do our weekend review just to check in and see what everybody's been up to for the week being that we're all quarantined. We'll start out with you, Shaw. What you been up to this week? Um, just getting ready, man. I recently got accepted to Howard University. Nice. So Congratulations. Nice, nice, nice. What's up? Um, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Um, so just sad studying? working. What you studying? Getting an Indian. Uh, first been working on some things at Bogey BBN. Okay. Other nice. than that, that's about it. Nice. What you studying? Uh, communications. That's right. Communication. Journalism. Yeah, that's dope. Have they um told you how it's gonna work out in terms of dorming? Like, are they they? I'm sure they're taking a deposit for the dorm, but has there been any conversations as it relates to that? Well, I'm staying off campus, so that that's dumb over there. I don't really know what's going on, <laughs> no, I know but parts. um, no I do parts. know that we waiting to hear if they're gonna be opening for the for the fall, fall right. as far as uh you know the situation and everything. Nice. Well, good luck um, to so you, man. We head back from that by like June summertime. Yeah, congrats. Hopefully I can HBC. move on to campus in the fall. Right, right. Good stuff. Yeah, there you go. What's up with you, Frost? How your week been? Uh, just chilling, my brother. Just, you know, regular shit. Nothing too busy. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Okay, so we got this thing, right? It's called the BBN Network. And over there, we do a lot of different things. We've been, um, we're trying to break into a little bit of modeling. Now we got some stuff lined up, especially with the merch that we sell. You can see BBN Network. I'm rocking some right now. You can go to our Teesprings account. Let's go. Besides that, we're also working on our, um, our web news page, uh, news channel. As you can see, we just spoke to Shaw. She's our um, editor-in-chief over there. She's wonderful. She's great at everything that's going on. Nice. Couldn't, have did, couldn't do that without her at all. That's a whole fact. Um, besides that, we're also working on some music with some um, artists in New York and with some artists in Philly. Shout out to Kush Lee. Shout out to um, uh, M- Mike Jones down in Philly, definitely. Um, he's, up, he's one of our producers or whatever. Um, but, you know, regular shit. What's up? Damn, you got what, what you y'all, y'all producing or trying to do like a record label? Um, well, we got some artists and we're gonna try to you know allow for the world to see these because you know a lot of times people got so much talent and the only thing that they lack is the ability to show the world. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna take some of these people and, and we're gonna try to allow for the world to see some of the talent that they have and then right. we'll see what the, what the chips fall. Nice, nice, nice. What's up with you, Rob? What you been into this? Brother, you know, I'm a family man, so I'm at home with the kids, with the girl, with the wife, <laughs> and it's just, that's, that's, that's where I am, man. Just, just reading, studying, you know, you know, stuff that I'm into, so that's been pretty much my week, man. I'm trying to stay out of trouble, really. Yeah. Yo, this, this week, I, I think I told you guys last week, like, I, we have a ritual at my house, my wife and I. We've been watching all those hood movies on Amazon yeah, Prime. She, she yeah, no, nah, nah. so now it's gotten to the point where every night we watch one. Right. And I have to say, like, yo, the movies, the movies are not great. Like, the script is not good. The camera work is not good. Those things aren't good. But the best thing about it is actually I look at it, I'm like, yo, if somebody had a dream of making a damn film. They did it. And they did it. They like, did. yo, they that's what that out. to me and is what's so cool about it. it. So yeah. Yeah. That's a, I look at it and I see the numbers. It'll be like 500 people viewed it. And I'm like, yo, you know right. what? 
Somebody had a dream and, and they realized that they were able to actually put the bread behind it to do it. That's right. I watched a couple of those movies that are actually good movies, though. Nah, there's some gems out there. If you watch them long enough, mm-hmm. some good gems. Yeah, so I've been doing that. Um, today we had our reopening meeting with um with our staff. staff yeah. yeah, with our exactly. staff. I started talking about like how we, I mean, you know what? For the most part, the staff are receptive because people are at home and they, they want to work. Yeah. So, you know, they're sitting around. It's a tough time, man. Opportunity. People don't like sitting still, man. Yeah, yeah. So, just that, got that going on. And then gearing up, like, this is going to be a very slow Mother's Day right. for a lot of people. Mm. Yeah, man. Very slow Mother's Day. Red Lobster, yeah. Red Lobster will yeah. not be making money this, this <laughs> Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Word. You know who's going to kill it? The lady on the block selling the pastelitos and shit. That's not, yo, she's going to be out there sick. They're going to be killing yo, it. Yo, all the stores are going to be closed. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> got that roster pasta on wheels, <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's what my week been been about. And then the other thing though that I did have an opportunity to um to do is that yo, if y'all haven't checked it out already, you gotta check it out. Real edible treats. Yeah, my burning. This is this yo, this is my second week of going there. Like the, the between the juices, the cookies, the cupcakes, the cupcakes and everything. Man, like, they got the sour sop, the sea moss juices. Man, they got biscuits, teas. They any oh, little man. beneficial fruit, whatever you need, especially in a time like this, like we're going. Yeah. Through what we going through, your immune system is getting attacked a little bit. So, listen, man, if you, if you can make it over to Mount Vernon, if you can make it Those over are, to Real Edible Treats, do so. Um, on Instagram. Those are the, the adult goodies? Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Get you right. Get you right. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, that's I'm, right. Plug, plug you yeah, afterwards. I like that smile. That's what you just right, sir. Plug you afterwards. I'm telling you, man. So, um... Before we get into the full episode, politics as usual, when we talk about politics, one of the things that Frost and I had opportunity to chop it up about a little bit earlier this week was just talking about um, policing as it results to social distancing. Like right now, if you turn on the TV, you go on Instagram, you go on Facebook or whatever it is, you see all these issues that are coming up as it relates to how the police are handling um, predominantly people of color. You know, under the guise of social distancing. So I, I thought it made sense that we just check in and see where everybody is or where everybody's at in terms of all of this. So we'll, we'll start with you, Frost. What are your thoughts around this? Well, well, first of all, if you really pay attention to what social distancing is doing, it's taking the place of um, uh, stop and frisk. So now, instead of them just doing stop and frisk, because that's kind of been outlawed, something that's smiled, smiled on. Um, and just so we can be clear on something, um, I'm not one of those people that hate stop and frisk. I think the idea is a good idea. The law is a good law. I think the application of that same law is is not good. I think the way that they apply the law in the streets, I think right. it's disproportionately used to attack people in the minority neighborhoods. Okay. But I think the idea that if a police officer saw you and he was actually doing his job the right way, and he thought that there might be a reason that he might need to speak to you, I think that that's a good thing. The problem is we don't have enough police officers out there that we feel comfortable having that type of power. But that being said, now with the um, social distancing problem that we have right now, once again, it's being disproportionately used against minorities. We have situations where on 86th Street in York, they had a whole block party out there. Um, Shout out to Lisa Evans from Fox 5. They had a whole block party out there. Lisa Evans drives by, films and shows everybody. That's not, I believe that's not even far from the New York Mayor's residence. I'm not 100% sure. But, it's right. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what's going on. So once again, if the social distancing idea in itself is not a bad idea, that's a great idea. The problem is, is how they're applying it, the application of said law. 
Yeah. What do you think, Rob? Social distancing, man, you know how I feel about it. So. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know I have to keep my, my, my words to a minimum. Listen, man, I, 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 I understand it. If, if it is that what we're going through uh, is, is a touchy thing and we need to keep our distance so things can be kind of, you know. I can't hear you, my brother. What you said? But things, yeah, I, things, can't, I can't hear you. You know, pardon me for I, I talk a little low, but um, my, my views on it is that, listen, man, social distancing, I, I understand what it's for. But I, I think that there, there, there is also a, uh, a, a a bigger reason for it as well. You know what I'm saying? So you know that's that's my my real scale. Yeah, I'll say you know my opinion on it is um, you know and I, I shared this with Frost also. I think that policing in general, the approach to policing, is comes from a racist construct. So when people look at the police officers and they say that the police officers you know, are out of, they're out of control. They're doing something wrong. My position around it is that the police officers are doing what they've been trained yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And they, they, their training, That's all of their training tells them that, you know, um, young black men or young Latino men of color um, are potentially perpetrators and that they need to they need to handle them differently than they handle um, their white counterparts. So as far as social, um, social distancing is concerned, my belief around it is that I don't think that the police have, are equipped to actually enforce social distancing regulations, right? And the reason why I say that is because you think about it, how many officers actually have the diplomacy to move people along, right? We've moved away from years ago when we were younger, there was a police officer in the community walking a beat that everybody knew, and it was Officer Smith or Officer Joe, whatever, and he'd be, he knew you, and he'd be like, you know what, Rob? Go he home, kinda, you get off the block, he, he, he or kinda, whatever it he is. He kind of maintained a decorum, a kind of just a regular pace in the neighborhood because you mm -hmm. knew he was there. Yeah. But those days are gone. Yeah. Now, to me, it's, it's just it's just evolved into something completely different where everybody that's a police officer, rather than having good conflict resolution skills, it seems right. like the, the response to it is to knock heads or become aggressive. So as a police officer, and I'm, I'm speaking you know, hypothetically, I'm not a police officer, I don't have police training. But I'm smart enough to know that if I'm attempting to de-escalate a conflict, if somebody approaches me in an aggressive nature, you're not supposed to meet aggression with aggression, right? That's that's what's leading, right, I think, to, to, the, to the huge blow up and dust up no, as it relates fact. to everything. That's right. Sha, what do you think? Um, I agree 100%. And to, to go back to what you said about, you know, just knowing the police officers as a kid, and I grew up um, both on the Upper East Side and Harlem as well. Um, on my Upper East Side, you know, the police often check in with the, the community. Mm -hmm. And there's a huge difference in the way that the police uh, communicate. Like, right, so, for example, there are kids, you know, or kids, you know, smoke or whatever the case might be. But because the police know, the, know those kids, they know their families, they're familiar with them, and they police that neighborhood often, they don't, they're not so quick to lock them up, beat them, throw them. They say, hey, man, you know you're not going to be doing that. You know, now do I have to call your mother such and such? And, it's a whole different environment yeah. when I go to Harlem, yeah. right? And you see, um, you know, uh, all of these raids that happen, and they treat these, they treat the the youth there as if they're nothing, right? They beat them down, they they harass them, they arrest them all the time, they 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 harass their families. I see it all the time, and it's mainly because those police officers they don't take the time to get involved with the community, and so that makes a huge difference, especially when we talk about social distancing. It would be wise for you to be in a community that. You, for the officers to be in the community that they're familiar with, this way they could say, "Hey, man, you know the rules." Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it makes you treat it makes them treat people with humanity, because even though you know, 
you have a job to do and you can't just be nice and, and, and sweet to everybody. Mm-hmm. These people are human beings just like you. Yeah, and I, I agree. And people I, have an investment. I agree, but, I, uh, but also, I think the main problem and the main issue is is that a lot of these individuals aren't um, emotionally healthy enough to be police officers in the first place. In so, place, yeah, so when you have a situation where you take somebody who, who first of all, if you look at um, domestic violence situations, uh, as far as the demographic that commits it the most, if you look at you know where a person works at, you're gonna find out that the police have the most domestic violence. Yes, sir. Period. This is this is factual information. This is I'm not just yeah, you know, not, not from, the, from the stress levels so of being out right there. Right there, that says that this particular job that they're doing creates some kind of stress or something, anxiety or something. These individuals might need some type of assistance and or help. Like, I I don't personally understand how you could be a police officer and you're not mandated to go and um, speak to a psychiatrist at least once a week or a psychologist at least once a week. Like, this should be like a mandated thing. Like, every single police officer should be... You need to go sit on the couch. Like, this is a fact. So, (coughs) you have somebody go out on the street that's going home and they beating their wife and they beating their girlfriends and they beating their kids. What make you think they're not going to beat a stranger in the middle of the street when they feel like they already have the the upper hand because all they can say is, you know, the person was resisting arrest. The The person had weak. So, you're already Mm -hmm. putting individuals in a position that... Are like susceptible to abuse the authority, and you're giving them authority, and you're unleashing them inside of our neighborhoods. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's definitely implied power dynamics when a person becomes a police officer. The running joke when we was younger, people used to say that people who became police officers were people who had no clout, or they were picked on as kids. And now they, now they yeah, want to get revenge. Now they want to get revenge. They want to get revenge. It is the but, first ones like give me a badge. The, um, I think the extent, and I could be wrong, but I think that they do do like a psychological exam upon being hired, but it's not an ongoing thing, and I think you bring up a good point that maybe it should be something ongoing that they're speaking you're dealing, with you, you're dealing with the public, man, you're dealing with so many different personalities, you you don't know what people are going through. Mm-hmm. Teachers mm-hmm. and police officers, they, they're, they're for the moral conduct of the society we live in, son. And the shit that goes on is crazy, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's tough for them. Yeah. I can't. I, I gotta. I gotta admit. It's a fact. Yeah. The issue that and I their have, suicide rates are high too. Exactly. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. yeah. Recently, yeah, there was. Son. There's been a lot of police suicides. One of the issues it, that me, I have is um Pat Lynch though. Like Pat Pat Lynch from the um the PBA president. Like I think Pat Lynch yes. to me has a lot of blind That's advocacy. Like Pat Lynch is loyal to a fault to the police officers. Right. right? We thought that the saving grace for us as people of color was gonna be, well, now they're gonna wear body cams and it's gonna be on film. But think about it, we got all this footage and people are still not being convicted for anything, right? And then even with all the footage on display for public consumption, you still see situations where the PBA, Pat Lynch will stand up and be like, well, the officer shouldn't be put in a position to do this or it's not the officer's job or defend the officer right. to um to a team. Now, I understand, like, those are his constituents. Those are the people that continue to reelect them and put them in the office. Right. But you also have to be open, honest. There has to be some small piece of humanity in you that says that, yo, come on, this police officer whipped this man ass downtown for no apparent reason. The police officer was wrong. We're doing an investigation. And, and that's why I think that if... If police officers want people of color 
to begin to trust them more and build a relationship, they have to be more transparent and they have to take accountability for the things that they do that's wrong. I mean, if a police, if a, a number one operator can tell a man we don't need you to follow him and he proceeds to follow him and ultimately murders him and then goes home, the body cameras wasn't anything for me. I, I was like, I don't have no faith in any of this. Yeah. You know, case, case over his clothes. So clearly evidence and footage does nothing. Doesn't nothing. Yeah, that's a good, that's actually a good segue to talk about um, Ahmaud Arbery. You know, that's, that's really like um a, a huge trending topic that everything that we, we we're dealing with to me when i first heard the story i'm like damn this is straight on martin all over again did you get that do you have an opportunity I, I, rob to hear about this yes i did man and i i seen it i seen the video and it it, 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 it it's eerie to watch and to know that we're still going through what we're going through after all of these years man you know what i mean and you know me I'm a kamikaze, man, and I don't like to put certain things in the air, but at some point, a retaliation is going to happen, and I hate to say it, man. I know a lot of people who who are in law, law enforcement, and I hate for it to be one of them, but if someone, and we're wearing masks now, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to stir anything up, but I'm telling you, son, the way it's been going, and you use Trayvon as a marker, that's, that was 2017, 16, man, and it's been consistently happening. We are woke society now. We're paying attention to that. And people are seeing that. Trust me, brother. Yeah. That's something that we want. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just, listen. Send these dudes to jail. Get, throw the book at them. Just use the law the way we know the law should be used and convict these dudes. And let's get on to getting people healthy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because now it's going to become a distraction. That's going to deter us from what we need to do. And that's what all these, you got to check how things happen. When this happens, something else is coming by. When it start, when this happens, start to lose a little, little energy. Something else got to pick up, and now we're talking on a new topic. Let's, it gets crazy, man. Yeah. What do you think, Frost? Well, um, I, I think. All right. So, there's a couple of issues, just involving um the situation with um the gentleman that 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 was assassinated in Georgia. I appreciate I you that saying assassination. Still, and I think that there's still a bigger issue that people aren't necessarily paying attention to. See, there's a war going on outside, right? So the problem is we don't really know that there's a war going on outside. The police are the puppets in this war, and the actual people that are that are, that are commanding this war, and they're, they're moving the pieces into place to destroy it, are the politicians. So what the politicians do is... The politicians put the police in no other choice but to break the law against us and hurt and harm us. But look, check this out. This is just, just let's just use a little bit of common sense. They had a thousand people in, in, in um, fucking Central Park, right? Mm-hmm. Tanning. Right? right. A thousand people. Right? Just the other day, amongst them not saying anything. You think it's the police individual that's saying, hey, it's a white guy, I'm gonna leave him alone. No, they got to not mess with nobody in the park. They got orders from somewhere higher up. Right. Leave the people in the park alone. Right. Over there on 86th Street. You think the police officers saw them and was like, hey, I'm gonna leave those people alone. There's so many whites. <laughs> no, they got orders. Don't mess with those people. Leave that area alone. Let those guys do what they wanna do. Now, when it comes to our communities, it's we have to make sure that we have a strong presence 
It's a difference in the way that they're told to police. That's right. That's my point. That's and, this, and, and these orders and these directives is coming down from the people who is, is getting voted in the office. Mm -hmm. So take our votes and do something better with our votes. That's one. Two, right. we have to decide that we want to be active participants in our own growth. Now, you got that young man that got killed down in Georgia. When did that murder happen, Shot? February. In February. Mm -hmm. When did he get arrested? In May. Yeah. Yesterday. How many Yesterday. months is that? Mm, what's that? Two. Two. Three. three. Two and a half, three. So you're trying to tell me that in that time, for all of those months, they already knew that that man had gotten murdered by those two people. <laughs> they stayed out on the street. Yep. Yeah. And had somebody not released that video, they would still be out on the street. I, let me let me say exactly. this. I don't think it's a result of the um, video. I think it's the result of the public outcry. But the, like the, with the oh, video, for sure. the but, people that took but, the video was a part of it. the whole situation. But it's definitely the public outcry. Yeah, the public outcry. I'm like, tell you what I believe happened. This is what I believe happened. Something had to happen. So something was going to happen. What I believe happened was as soon as Joe Biden tweeted out that something had to happen to those guys, the Republicans that run that area, all of them, that the Republicans just in general said, you know what, we can't allow for Joe Biden to use this to gain points in the race against Trump. So we're going to put these motherfuckers in jail. Pardon me. We're going to put these people in jail before Biden got enough time to try to build up any steam. We're not going to allow for him to use two of our idiots to beat us in the race. So that's basically what I believe happened, and that's why they got locked up, and that's why they're going to hold on to them. They, these guys is not going to get bail. They're going to hold on to them. If Biden wins, they're going to get all the lives. They're going to get hit with so many bags that it's going to make no sense. It's going to be birds and everything flying around their heads. If Trump wins, they might just get off. Yeah, might be yeah. some kind of weird technicality. Or a pardon. Or a pardon. Or pardon. So let's segue into um, what our discussion is going to be um, about today. So we're, we're calling this episode Politics as Usual. And the reason why we're calling it Politics as Usual is because, you know, um, I definitely think that there's an underrepresentation of discussions as it relates to politics um, in a community of people of color. You know, we, um, we have a tendency to offer up complaints about what politicians are doing, um, despite the fact that we may not necessarily vote. So, you know, we pulled together as a panel, and these are some of the topics that we're going to discuss. We're going to talk about party affiliations, right? We're going to talk about um, Diddy's, Diddy's comment when he spoke to Naomi Campbell, and he talked about holding the black vote for hostage. Uh, we're going to talk about <coughs> Biden or Trump and why, why you may be selecting Biden or Trump. We're also going to touch a little bit on a little bit on Biden's Lift Every Voice agenda. Conveniently, it's named Lift Every Voice after the Black National Anthem. Um, mm -hmm. potential Biden, <laughs> potential running mate for Biden, and also, what do you need to see as an individual and a candidate to get your vote? So let's start with party affiliations. I don't know if people are comfortable with sharing what their party affiliation is. I'm if you're not, you can be Democrat. like, I don't have a party affiliation. But Rob, I told you, I, I'm, I was, I've been a Democrat because I, my parents were Democrats. I'm just gonna keep it a G. You know what I'm saying? I've never. I just, I never really got into <laughs> politics the way politics are pervasive now, where you really have to pay attention to some of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Before it was, look, look, 
get up every day. I do my Biden. I go when I come. Mm-hmm. So be it. I'm, I'm a, I'm a taxpaying citizen. I ain't here to malign nobody. Just give me mine. I give you yours back. Reciprocal living situation. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's gotten to where people now we have someone like Trump that's in office who is a celebrity, and people are starting to pay attention to it. And Maybe at this point we can get our foot in the door and find out if we can make some some edgeway somewhere, you know what I'm saying, and change some policies, some legislations, and we'll be all right. You know what I mean? But that remains to be seen. So, you know, Sha, what do you that, say? That, that's that's my spiel on my democratic speech, right? Sha, what do you say? Do you 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 comfortable uh, with sharing your party affiliation? It's funny he said because he said I'm a Democrat and my parents were a Democrat. That I think that that's true for a lot of us, um, and I think that. I think that personally, I really just look for what do you have for, you know, black America? What do you have for um, low income? You know, what do you have for the kids? What do you have for those in low income communities? What do you have for minorities? What do you have? What do you, how do you speak to us? Do you, do you um, pander or do you have a real agenda? Is there something that I can relate to? That's what I look for when I, when I choose who I'm voting for. I try not to use the past too much. I try to see growth, but because to me, all politicians have like a shady past in one way or another. <laughs> so I really try to see how so did you grow? How did you grow from that? Right? What did you do to move forward? What did you learn? Because to me, that goes that shows me what kind of leader you're gonna be. Yeah, so yeah. that that's what I use. Yeah. So um, I I share Kevin Um. Yeah. So um, I'm. Down as a Democrat, but I'm gonna keep it on stack for you. I vote for whatever is the is the agendas. Whoever has the most agendas, that's helping me. That's what I vote for. <laughs> period. Because look, every every politician is gonna be doing something that you're gonna be like, come on, man, right, like, right. you're not gonna mess with. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you wanna vote for the person who's gonna help you and your community the most. That's who I vote for. Period. If the person's a Republican, I'm gonna vote for them. If they're a Democrat, they gonna, I'm gonna vote for them. If there's no one that has policies that I mess with enough for me to vote, I'm not going to vote. I think that's a trick. I'm going to tell you something right now. I think that's a trick because, look, check this out. Let's say you're a Democrat, right? So they're like, go vote. Everybody got to vote. How are you going to tell somebody to vote when you don't like no candidate? Right. Yeah. Like, that don't make sense to me. That sounds like brainwashing to me. I'm just saying. No, no, no. That sounds like brainwashing to me. I know where that comes from. to vote. When they don't even like the candidate, yeah. which is which is what's happening right now. Yeah. Right. I know where exactly. I know I know where that I know where that comes from. Um, me personally, I'm unaffiliated. I was sharing this with um <laughs> with Rob last Sneak, week, y'all. I'm, surface, I'm unaffiliated, and what I mean by unaffiliated, I want to make the distinction so people understand. There's a difference between unaffiliated and independent. Independent is a political party, right? So it's Democrat, independent party. As Republican, and it's interchangeable for people who may not know. Democrats are often considered liberal, liberals, liberals. and Republicans are often often it's considered conservatives. Correct. Right? Unaffiliated means that just as what you were saying, Frost, like yo, I vote my interests. Now, with that being said, I haven't voted for Donald Trump. I don't intend on voting for Donald Trump. But the reason why I'm an unaffiliated voter is because I think that I've gotten to a point in my life where I need to hear from a candidate where they talk about issues that speak to me. That's right. Right? Like, what's important to me, you know? And sometimes we do fall victim to almost like this, like, um, generational 
or lineage, like, you know, mm -hmm. for, you know, my mom's a Democrat. So when I first became an adult, automatically I registered as a Democrat. I'm like, oh, we're black. We, we're Democrats. But the, rea the, 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 re the reality of it, though, is that if you think about it, that I don't owe Democrats, conservatives, independents, I don't owe any of them my vote. They need to they need to sell me on why they should get why they should get my vote. Right. And just because I'm black, you know, like I remember Chris Rock said in one of his stand ups, he was like, there's some shit that I'm that I'm liberal about. And there's some shit that I'm conservative about. And that's true. And a lot of times people I think get caught up in what sound what sounds nice or what feels good or whatever like and I'll say like I think as you begin to grow as an individual um you know your mind expands you have different experiences your tax bracket changes your political views will change will change because you know when you think about it like when you're making if you're making fifteen thousand dollars a year you might be like, yo, I'm with the Democrats. We need the uh, stimulus. We need the package. This need to be funded. Yeah. This that. You making hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. And you don't want to pay for that shit. Then you gonna be like, yo, hold, hold on a second. Hold on. Cut Trump talk about might start sounding a little nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's Cut Trump. I think he knows what he's, he's talking, talking about. about. <laughs> right? Uh, so, so, sense. so, so, uh, but hold on. I think the problem is even bigger though. Um, I think the problem stems from once again we got to vote for our local officials. Of course, right. if you want to try to get your senators to do anything, your senators—they're not gonna. I can't talk to my senator. I like I can, but he gonna look at me like word, word, vote. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But when you have a, a community elected official, or one of your local elected officials, part of me, they can talk to people. Now you have a whole, you have a whole group. You have mm -hmm. a whole. Uh, um, you, you have candidates who all have similar if not all the same, at least similar uh, responsibilities to the community. Now we can speak to some of the senators. Now we can speak to some of the representatives in, in Washington and try to get them to maybe swing their vote. Right. Because just like our little pocket in the Bronx, there's a, about 30 other pockets in other little metropolitan cities. There's about 50 other pockets over there, over there in, in urban parts of America that all want the same type of thing that we might want. Right. So now when we get our officials going to talk to these individuals in Washington and all of those other officials talking to these individuals in Washington, those individuals in Washington's gonna be like, you know what, man? It's a lot of heat coming. Yeah, they're yeah, gonna yeah. then decide that they're gonna work with us. Right. But as long as we're just only gonna vote for the president, we're only gonna right. vote for this one really high, we're not right. having no real effect. Over the whole, over our everyday life, yeah, that's right. An effect on our everyday life, not a ten-year damn plan. That's right. I want to say also, like, because I think that um, a misconception that people have also. So you see, there's like a lot of billionaires, a lot of Hollywood folks that are liberal also, and people would people will say like, well, if these people are liberals, and you know they're in agreement with. Um, the tax brackets and things like that, why does it matter for them, right? So to me, there's a difference from a person making 150,000 to a person who has a value of 150 million, right? So if I'm if I'm if I'm Steven Spielberg and I'm worth 500 million dollars and you saying to me as Steven Spielberg, yo, I want you to pay a little bit more. Maybe I got that bread to pay a little bit to pay a little bit more, right? So let me ask you this and Frost, we'll start with you on this. Um, Diddy had that conversation with Naomi Campbell, and he was saying that, you know what, the black vote is not free, and as a result, Joe Biden came out with his plan and everything, and, but Diddy did say that, you know, this year, 
we know we're making some demands and we're possibly going to hold the black vote hostage. What do you think about that? I think that um, just me, per se, I think that some of these um, individuals who call themselves celebrities and make our own music and they do a lot of good also, I think some of them should just say, you know what, let me stop telling the world what we should be doing and telling politicians what they should be doing. And why don't we just <laughs> run? Why don't Diddy just say, F all of this, yeah. I'm going to run for office. Why don't a Jay-Z, somebody who has real clout and have actually did things that they can look back on and say, but hold on. I did this thing and I did that thing and I did that thing. I'm helping that community. I got money over mm -hmm. here doing that other stuff. We built those buildings. You see those kids? They were dying. Not no more. So if they can do that right there, they can put themselves in a position where now they can legitimately run for an office. Like, you don't think if Jay-Z decided he's going to come to Brooklyn and he's going to try to run for a office in Brooklyn and try to do something, you don't think he's going to, the, the people running against him is just going to, they're going to vote. They're going to, you know what? They're going to be like, it's, it's over. I'm that's, the, that's the Eddie Murphy movie. Remember Eddie Murphy had Distinguished Gentleman where he just put his name on the ballot and just based on name recognition, he got voted in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was funny, too. I was saying, last name was Washington in that movie? Or Je Jefferson right? or something like that. I don't remember, that. Yeah. but that was funny. Name recognition. Recognition. But you know why I think that a lot of those people don't throw their hat in the arena in the arena to do it? Because I think that a lot of it is Monday morning quarterbacking. And I don't think that there are a lot of people who have uh, are knowledgeable about how governing works. Yeah. I don't think Donald Trump is knowledgeable about how governing works. I think he thought he <laughs> was just going to get in and he was going to bully everybody around. And he didn't realize like there's an executive branch, a judiciary branch, and a legislative branch. And... You know, it doesn't, as the president, you don't make all the decisions, you know? So I think that that's been a challenge. And I think that that's why a lot of times politicians, they'll stand on the sideline and they'll have commentary as it relates to stuff. But I also think that they're reluctant to the um, the celebrities, they're reluctant, reluctant to throw their hat in the ring because they don't want to have egg on their face when they can't deliver on the promises. What do you think about Diddy holding the black bull hostage, Rob? Listen, man, that's Diddy. And Diddy, I, I look at Diddy as he's looking for sound bites. He, he knows the sound bites that, are, that are like the Pied Piper. He knows what to say to get people <laughs> drumming the roll. And you gotta be careful with that, man, because the influence, the way people have influence today, young people, they'll believe him. I'm holding my shit. I'm not giving it up to nobody. I'm not, if you don't have the demands that I want, I'm not giving it up. But that might hurt you, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You got, like like the brother said, collectively, we need to know who we, who, who, who's around us locally and form committees to get on their behind so they they can get on the Senate and when they, when it does come past the table, they'll be like, oh, all right, motherfuckers up there in the Northeast mm -hmm. ain't playing. They yeah. got votes up there. Let me let me change the reason why we can use sprinklers in the summertime because they, yeah. there's a water show. Whatever the case is, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. that, that's, that's how you get policies and your policy makers and then you're in them environments where we're making plans and we're coming up with ideas and then you got the legislator to come right behind it. You form a team, you get somebody in there. That's it. Yeah. But you got to know who you, who's around you locally. Don't worry about DC right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we, we become... I think, real quick, I just want to mm -hmm. say one thing. I think that um, the, the average celebrity wouldn't do that because that would be, uh, be a pay cut. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pay cut. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You're gonna go. Yeah, that's you're a true. politician. You're gonna get paid what? Well, <laughs> I mean, what, right. less than a hundred thousand a year. These dudes yeah. make over a hundred thousand yeah. a month. That's what, a, what, that's what, a big what, 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 so what, 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 what,
don't want to do it. Yeah, but what what company? You think Planned Parenthood? Yeah, but that's you think you think Planned that's Parenthood is going to is going to back up? Shout out to Kanye. No, he does. But who's gonna vote for Kanye? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, look, they gonna, you know what they're gonna do? You know how they um sell albums by attaching it to merch and mm-hmm. shit. That's how they've been like you know running them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gonna attach his votes to his fucking Yeezys. That's <laughs> I used to. <laughs> look, look. All we're talking about. Like, how we got votes from China? Where's his shoes sell over the We're talking about organizing, right? Everybody both vegan and free pair Look, we're talking about organizing. It's also a vote. We're talking about organizing and we're talking about it on a micro level. But what we're really talking about is what they do on a macro level in the form of lobbyists. Right, Lob- that's all that's lobbyists right. is, is that you just get people together, sure. you know. On, but there's money associated with it. You pay them, and these lobbyists have these connections where they actually bring your agenda to the politicians, and the politicians have an opportunity to speak on behalf of whatever your plight is. Shaw, what do you say about this holding the black bull hostage? I just want to know where was Diddy when when um, <laughs> all of the Democratic candidates were running? Where, why did you wait? So it's just Joe Biden left. You know, Bernie could have used you. Like, I'm just saying, you know, that that's my that's frustration. What do you really, that's why everybody's saying, well, are you trying to low-key say that we should vote for Trump? Because now we literally <laughs> only have two options. What are we, what do what what you want us to do now, Diddy? Okay, where was voter die? You had all this energy when it came to Obama. Where yeah, was it when we had all, we had a hundred candidates running. We, Kamala could have used you. Like, a lot of people could have used you, Diddy. Where <laughs> were that? So holding the you can't hold enough to is that you know think about like right now we got a sister on the line with us and women fought tooth and nail to get the right to vote people of color have fought tooth and nail to get the opportunity to vote so for me it's a pet peeve when people be like fuck it I ain't voting you know I I think that our our ancestors you know think about Dr. King and and Selma and things like this like our ancestors blood sweat and tears got their ass whooped Black, Pit black, bulls seat on them. Fire hydrants turn anything you can think of I'm gonna, to, black, to, black, to have opportunity to vote. Black women I'm gonna are gonna the backbone. So. I don't think a candidate is good. I don't vote. That's to do with the Bible. Now, I'm not trying to push any kind of theology on anybody. Mm-hmm. 
but you see, we're gonna be held responsible for all the words that we speak and everything that we do. Speak that. Mm-hmm. Speak so that, that means that when we give somebody our That's vote, right. we're giving somebody our, our endorsement, our, our sign of approval. That's yeah. It. So That's if it. I vote Top for somebody that words goes are, into man. office and does douchebaggery. That's right, son. Right. I've just co-signed, co-signed all of that douchebaggery. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not voting for somebody who I don't think deserves to be in the position. Period. Period. So let me say this in, re- in response to that. Like, I don't know if there there is a politician who doesn't have blood on their hands. Like, to me, no, all, 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 politicians, all politicians have something... That I'm necessarily not in agreement with. That doesn't speak to me. That I'm like, ah, I wouldn't have done that. Ah, I'm not in support of that. Right. But oh, I, oh, I, I recognize, okay. I recognize also that in saying that, that I have to be conscious of that when I go out and vote for somebody, they're not solely my politician, right? So when we start talking about constituents, people have a number of constituents that they have to appeal to. Right, mm-hmm. right now the big topic is all right. What's your black? What's the black agenda? What you know? What are you gonna do for black people? But when people run for president, they're not becoming president for only black America. They got to be president for white America. They got to be president for gay America. That's just it's just so big, and there are gonna be things that I'm not necessarily in agreement with. I honestly haven't found any candidate, including Barack Obama, that I've 100% been behind everything that they're doing. Okay, so my point is, I don't need to be 100% behind anyone. Because we shouldn't be 100% behind anybody but the most high. Once again, I'm not trying to talk theology. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. That's facts, that's facts. What I'm saying is, if it's not a person that I don't think is going to fuck it up more than fix it. Right, right, that right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fundamental to a vote, though. Like, I'm not even, if, right. I, if, if I have no confidence in you, you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm not just, if I have no confidence in you whatsoever, then you're going to get my right in and it's going to be Harambe or whoever it is. <laughs> but I'm getting in that. I think that we should go Carrot Top. Oh, you know what? We know Cat Williams. Let's get Cat Williams in the yeah, office. I'm with that. Oh, I'm, with that son. I'm with that. I'm with oh, that. We should all vote Cat Williams. All minorities. Stop. Stop. Yeah, I'm tell telling you, should have changed then. Shit will change then. Yo, what, was it? Was, who was it? Was it? Um, was it Theodore Roosevelt or Frank? Was it Theodore Roosevelt or Franklin Delano Roosevelt that said um that had the the germ where it was like yo a chicken in every pot? Well, which one of them yeah, said that? I don't know, but yeah, that was that was that lie. That right? yo, that that will be Cat Williams. Yo, uh, how you call yeah. it? Weed in every blunt. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so let's let's move along. Biden or Trump and why? Sha, who, who you, you know, it may be early if you haven't decided. You know, and let me let me preface this by saying this. A pet peeve that I have is I know people that's Trump supporters. I respect people that are Trump supporters and that they're out with being a Trump supporter. Like, I, tr- I support Trump for whatever reason it is. I respect that. My issue is when people are closeted Trump supporters. And the reason why I respect right. people that are out as Trump supporters is because I think, again, like I said earlier, you have the right to vote whatever your interests are. If Trump speaks to you for whatever reason, God bless you, brother. God bless you. That's, that's, that's on no, you. Listen, you know, man. and no, no shade or whatever. Like, yo, if he speaks to you and you good with it, I'm perfectly fine with that. I just struggle with people who tiptoe around like, well, you know, you know, Hillary and shit. Right, um, but they ain't you gonna know, save over Trump. Yeah, you know, uh, Joe yeah. Biden ain't nothing, or yeah, this, that, or every, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, let's just call a spade a spade. Like, yo, if your candidate of choice is Donald Trump, there ain't nothing wrong with that. That's your vote. 
you know, to a man or a woman, if that's what you want and that that's what you believe in, I respect that and I appreciate that. Right? So, Shah, who, you know, have you thought about who you're going to cash your vote for? Um, I, listen, I, well, I, I'm still kind of praying that maybe Bernie can get a little um, <laughs> Because I'm, I'm still hurt, uh, the, I'm still a little traumatized. But I'm going to listen to Biden a little more closely and see where he's going. Trump is just out. That That's a fact. That's out. That's never going to happen. But uh, I'm going to be listening. And if, if Biden don't really start talking to me nice by the, by the time... It's time to get our votes in, and I'm gonna just write Bernie and then call it a day. Respect. Even him or Harambe, baby, one or the other. Respect. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> where, you, where you at with this, Rob? You got a, you got a favorite yet? Nah, man, I ain't got no favorites, man. I don't like neither one. <laughs> Harambe? I don't Cat know. Williams? Cat Williams, son. I'm Cat going Cat Williams, Williams right now. <laughs> that sounds. I'm with the Cat Williams. Oh, Cat Williams will get shit done. <laughs> he get shit done, son. A pimp name slipped back in the office is crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Frost, where you at? Um, one, um, intelligence is a curse. Basically, information is a curse. So sometimes having certain information puts you in certain situations that if you didn't have that information, you would just be more comfortable. Mm-hmm. I cannot vote for Biden. With that being said, mm-hmm. I cannot. Also, I cannot vote for Trump. I'm not doing that. Now, for everybody that don't know, right, we went to school together. I've always been pretty, when I say something, I'm just like, have you ever known me to go back on some shit too tough? <laughs> nah. This was some nah, real shit. Yeah, nah. I'm usually pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, because of information that I know or because of things that I think, I cannot vote for Biden. I have my own reasons. I'm not going to tell nobody else. It's, you do. I, it's, it's not nothing. Right, right, right. The information is out there if you mm-hmm. want to go, if you want to believe it. Some people are not going to believe whatever the case is. Research the, the crime reason bill. The reason why I'm not going to vote for Biden is because somebody please tell me one thing that Biden did when he was vice president. Because there's this guy named Dan Quell who doesn't even know how to spell potato. But him <laughs> all over fucking Washington documents of him doing things. Biden didn't do anything when he went, when he was vice president. We heard about Michelle Biden, Michelle Trump, Michelle, uh, Trump, Michelle Obama, Michelle, Michelle Obama. <laughs> God dang it! More than more than anybody else, more than more than him. We didn't even mm-hmm. hear about him. You understand what I'm saying? So he he didn't do anything when he was vice president. When he was um, part of the Senate, I think he was part of the Senate previously. Mm-hmm. He had introduced the crime bill for one, which yeah. like why would you want to do that to young minority kids? Like, call, why would yeah. you want to do that to them? So. He's already had things that I just can't mess with myself. I mm-hmm. advise anybody that want to know more about Biden, go look up the crime bill. Just look at crime you can bill. literally go find out. And he drafted the crime bill, by the way. So that means that he was a part of actually was it the bill. Yes, right. Not the bill was there and right. he decided to sign to um red light or green. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Fact, he was part of the creation of the bill. I just want that to be understood. Um that means that he was responsible for the things in the bill. Mm-hmm. So you can go and look at any politician and see what they voted for, see what they voted against, see what kind of bills they've introduced. I just think that people should do a little bit more of that when you vote for uh, office as large as the president. Right. Office, you vote for your, your senators. That's you right. vote for the large offices where people got to move to freaking Washington, D.C. in order to work. Yeah. You vote for them dudes. I think that you should go online, Google exists, 
and you should look up and find out what these people have been doing. Period. Like, not even trying to. Um, I'm, I'm just stop because I'm, I'm saying too much. But um, when, when when somebody goes and tries to get a job, they have to come with a resume, right? So that's what you want to do. You want to see the resume of the individual that you're gonna actually vote in the office. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. So yeah. people need to do a little bit more of that and a little bit less CNN. And Fox News. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, for me right now, I'm kind of in a place where it may it may be a write-in for um for Bernie. If I can't get Bernie in there, maybe yo maybe Cal Williams <laughs> make it. Make it see, why you want to kill Bernie? Do you see what happened to those presidents, man? They go in the office after like two years and look like they aged ten years. Yeah. Bernie gonna go in the office and yo. then he gonna be at the inauguration. He gonna put his hand on the damn Bible. He's gonna say what he gotta say. And as he's walking away, he's gonna die. Let me just let me let me let me, let me, let me tell you my um. Yeah, I don't care. I think Bernie been through enough. I think he can fight this presidency. I think but, I think this would be light for him. So he gonna make it to the limo. So look, my issue, you know my, how fast the, the president's age. Bernie already like 112. Yo, my issue, my issue with um, my issue with the, the, the my issue with the existing candidates is like you said, like Biden. I'm well aware that, that existing candidates. Yeah, my 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 issue. With Biden is that yes, I do know that he co-authored that crime bill, and that crime bill is responsible for making sure that a lot of people, young people of color, oh, so have been incarcerated. Out, the crime bill came out in '93. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know. Keep going. Yeah. So that that's that's something that to me that's like a, a black eye mm-hmm. or black mark on his resume. That I'm like, ah, yo, I don't, I, I, I don't know. As far as what Frost was saying, also, I think like a lot of his time in office. As the vice president was kind of spent um, hanging on the coattails of Barack Obama. Right. Now, could it have been that Barack Obama was such a polarizing figure that everybody embraced that everything he did got overshadowed? Maybe I don't. You know, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like that. Joe Biden was at the forefront of anything. I watched some of the debates, and you let Joe Biden tell it that every piece of legislation that came across the desk that was good. He was like, yeah, I was in on that bill. I co-authored that. I sponsored that. I did this, that. Everything, everything this man, yo, this man was in on. Um, so, so, so that's why for Biden, for me, I'm like, eh, like, I, yo, I don't, I don't know. If it was a choice between solely him and Trump, I would definitely go um, Biden. Trump is definitely out for me. And the reason why Trump is out for me is because I think that people were enamored with the fact of bringing Trump into office and Trump is not a politician. Right, and people want to, you know, Trump is not a politician. Trump is not a politician, and I respect and I get that because I think that for a long time that politicians have been stuck in this um, cycle of, for lack of a better word, of politics. Like they only know one way of getting things done. Right. And I think that when you become accustomed to knowing only one way of getting things done, or having thirty years, like you have senators that have been senators. For 20, 30 years. Strong Just because you've been senator for 20 or 30 years, experience doesn't necessarily mean good experience, right? It just means that, yo, people keep voting you in. Probably because distinguished gentlemen, name recognition. Like, oh, I always vote for Joe Biden. For another year, for it another sounds year. Right. Yeah. So, you know, but what Trump has showed me in his presidency, especially um, amid this crisis, is that, you know, if I'm going to go to my mechanic, and this may not be a necessarily a good um, metaphor, but if I'm going to go to my mechanic to get my car fixed, I want a mechanic fixing my car. I don't want my barber fixed, huh? 
That's a great metaphor. Yeah. I want the mechanic. Yeah, I don't want my barber fixing fixing. Yeah, I don't want my barber fixing my fixing fixing my car and being like, well, you know, your you know your mechanic has done it for years. Let me try a different way. Right. And I think that the magnitude of this job and everything that it entails and everything that I'm hearing, um, it's beyond and above probably what the ability that Donald Trump may have. And I only see us going in a direction where there's going to be more issues that are going to come up and more of a need for a person who has experience or has the know-how. And when I say experience and know-how, I don't mean somebody that, yo, you know, for 30 years I've been a politician, a do-nothing politician. I need somebody who at least, you know, is they're not going to one day get on TV, say one thing, and it be on video, and then the next day deny saying it despite the fact that, that it's on video. Like, I need somebody that's consistent, um, you know, assured that they know what they're doing. Like, to me, the presidency of the United States is not a job that it's like, you know what, F it, let's give this person a chance. Let's just put him in. Because mm-hmm. if not, yo, who's going to be the president next? Um, Snooki or what's the other, the situation? Yo, vote the situation <laughs> pro president or Cat Williams? You know, how you call it? Cat Williams, I'm trying to tell you, Cat Williams 2020, man. I'm trying to tell you, we need to get him up in there. Yeah, that's a sad reality. So so let me run down to y'all, just, you know, because as a result of Puffy kind of putting his foot on Joe Biden's neck, Joe Biden came up with what he deemed to be the black agenda, the lift every voice agenda. And this is what he's saying. So these are his points. He wants to advance the the economic mobility of African-Americans and close the racial wealth and income gap by investing in African-American workers, businesses, and communities and expanding African-American home ownership and wealth. He wants to expand access to high-quality education and tackle racial inequity in our education system by investing in universal preschool, closing funding gaps by race, making college affordable, and tackling student debt crisis. He wants to strengthen America's commitment to justice by ending incarceration for drug use alone, reducing the number of people incarcerated, reinvesting those savings in communities affected by mass incarceration, and addressing systemic misconduct in police departments and prosecutors' offices. He wants to make the right to vote and the right to equal protection real for African Americans. And he also wants to address environmental justice by making historic investments enforcing environmental justice legislation and ensuring that African Americans are dealt in on the country's clean energy future. Shah, does any of that speak to you? Um, yes. It sounds like a lot of glitter and rainbows to me. <laughs> um, I think that that would be ideal. Is it realistic? I don't, I don't know. And um, I think that that's just his response to Diddy, right? But but is it is it realistic? And how do you then, what are you going to do to make sure that the conservatives are still going to rock with you? Because at some point, you're going to have to counter that to um, to to make sure you get their vote too. So what do you got on that? I need to know, what are you going to do on both sides so that you don't forget about what you promised? Yeah, you know, I will say also, like, in reading his Lift Every Voice agenda, you know, I read it on his website. It's far more detailed than the bullets that I laid out. But you bring up a good point that, you know, um... Again, like I said earlier, like there's a, a judiciary branch, an executive branch, and a legislative branch, right? And then we have the House and we have the Senate. So in theory, and this is one of the things that I've always thought about as it relates to Bernie also. Um, you can have all these wonderful ideals, but you have to sell 
the other party or you have to be able to sell people on reaching across the aisle as to why it's beneficial to them also. What do you what do you say, Rob? What do you think about his agenda? Well, you gotta follow the money when it comes to any of these candidates. Because you got the, the money the money trail really puts people in power, man. You, companies like Planned Parenthood, that's the reason why Bill Gates can do the shit he's doing now. But no medical degree because he has booking, he has the backing of conglomerates like Planned Parenthood. That them, the uh, NRA, APAC, they come in way before we come into the to the polls to vote. Mm-hmm. That's the power. When we got power like that, like the brother said, when you know your local crew and you gather that power up, then we can go up to the table and say, look, this is what we want in this neighborhood. Until then, people like Planned Parenthood, NRA, all of they gonna get the first binder, and then he's gonna go to them first and say, let me take care of you. Then I get to that. Now, if Puffy's coming to him and saying, look, I'm Puff. I got Swiss. I got Jay. I got all this. I got all this backing. And that be the money backing, like an APAC, right. like an NRA, and call that hip-hop, whatever, whatever name you want to put it. I said, look, this is what you got to do for my communities, through Brooklyn, through Yonkers, through L.A., through Miami. Watts. Watts. Because I remember a time as a kid, one of the things... We had, like we was talking earlier, we had a good relationship with the police. Mm-hmm. It was called PAL, Police mm-hmm. Athletic League. Mm-hmm. And that was in every hood I grew up in. Where I can go to any hood, as long as I had a PAL shirt on, I was entry in. Mm-hmm. I could play ball, I could play all those things. I could go on trip, whatever the case was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We don't have that now. So, listen, man. If that, if Biden is saying, look, the agenda is what he's saying, and we have that force and that money to follow behind it, that's the remains to be seen. Yeah. What do you think, Frost? Okay, so basically, um, the, the, he was asking, um, what did I think about the bill? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this is something that the Democrats love to do. I'm not saying that he's doing it in this specific case, but I'm saying this is, this is something that the Democrats love to do. They love to promise things that they can't deliver on. So they build us up, <coughs> like, oh man, this thing, yes, this up. politician that we're going to vote for is going to try to do it for us. We get them in the office, they get in the office, then they try to get this bill passed, but they can't because it gets blocked. Mm-hmm. Now, we feel like that politician lied. In reality, they didn't lie, but they did lie because they knew that this bill that they was going to try to get passed or whatever this thing that they was going to try to get, they knew it was never going to pass. Right. We didn't know. Right. See, this is another reason why. Find out who these politicians are. Find out who gets shit done. You understand what I'm saying? Find out who puts bills or tries to get something done and actually achieves it. I think that's another thing that, that we we pay too much attention to, to the wishes and the dreams, and we don't pay enough attention to the actual footwork. That these Like, even if you failed, I want to know how hard you worked that failed. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Because if you bust your ass and you fail, I might still fuck, but I might still mess with you. Right, right, right. You understand nah, what I'm nah, saying? Because absolutely. you I, I know somebody just didn't sabotage you. Yeah. Somebody could have just sabotaged you. You was busy working hard as hell to pedal up the hill, and you had somebody that was pulling the bike backwards. Yeah. Anything could have been happening. You understand what I'm saying? So um, when we look at these politicians, and they, I don't know if he can get everything passed that he's saying he's going to get passed. What's bipartisan? At this point, he has to have a lot of bipartisan things in there, things that people from across the aisle is going to mm-hmm. say, well, we want that also. So is he going to have any of those in there? Like, you understand what I'm saying? So he right. can They got to play right in both parties. Yeah, of course. Of, exactly. Of course. Yeah. The promises yeah. anything. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, the things that he laid out is definitely appealing to African Americans. So if he's talking about 
wealth for African Americans. And I think when I was reading specifically, he was talking about like $15,000 um, credit towards purchasing a home, which is a good step towards, you know, um, accumulating okay, so, some type of wealth. Okay, but the point is, is that's not something that's possible. You mean you understand what I'm saying? When you, when you say possible, you understand what I'm saying? just hold on one second. What's the what's the one thing they never make it more of? Land. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to tell me that America, this place where we live, where when we walk down the block, the police, the people that are supposed to actually make sure that we are safe, might be the ones that might make sure that we're not safe. This is the land that we live in. You think that they're gonna pass a bill that's gonna give a shitload of black people? $15,000 to help them get a home, to help them buy land, which they're trying their hardest to take away from us. Remember, there's this thing called um, gentrification. So they're already trying as hard as they can to take land away from mm -hmm. us. Why would they then, uh, why would a bill pass that's going to give us money to then go buy land? I don't, I'm sorry, I just don't believe, believe that it. that's something yeah. that's, that's possible. Well, I think that, um, I think that sounds we, good though. Yeah, no, I was I was about to say like I think that we've been conditioned or we've been subjected to so much by way of lies that you know we we're gonna be pessimistic about potentially what it could be. And in no way am I endorsing his plan um, because I think what you're saying is correct in terms of you know we need to know what the actual process is, right? So for us, a lot of times a politician laying out everything that they want to do suffices, right? Because people are like oh snap. These are things that I want, right? But people may not have may not have the information or may not be educated to understand that there's a process behind it. That you know, in order for our politician of choice to actually get where student debt, student loan um, forgiveness is done, that means that they have to sign off to fund something else that may ne not necessarily be in our best interest. You know, and I don't think that people do that kind of um, that kind of research. So. Similar to what Rob was saying and what everybody I think is saying is like it's cool to lay out all these bullets Right, but for us having been subjected to so many Disappointments by way of the government We don't see a clear path as to how this shit could get done and I think that Obama I think Obama one second. I think Obama Was a gift and a curse for us and the reason why I say Obama was a gift and a curse for us is because Obama as president inherited a Senate and a House that was predominantly Democrats and still was met with resistance around the agenda that he laid out for us. Now, my knock on Obama was that Obama had good policy and he had, you know, he had um, agendas that he wanted to accomplish. You know, he first and foremost, he, you know, the Affordable Health Care Act, which is bashed with people at Obamacare. You know, he helped to... Um, to make that an actualization. And then I think another one of his agendas was also like the LGBT rights. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh man, you know, that's, yo, he, he took and up that, the LGBT that, rights, but the LGBT... Has, that the, has another element to what black people want in our community. Our community mm -hmm. is vast, man. Yeah, but you know what the difference exactly. is? The LGBT community was explicit on what they wanted. The black agenda, we haven't come together collectively and said like these the are the things agenda. that we there's a problem with the black agenda the black agenda the problem with the black agenda is we don't have an agenda exactly we'll start doing something <laughs> some other random mofos from over there might have a problem they'll attach themselves to whatever our issue is now we fighting for their issue now their issue gets fixed now we still fighting for our issue and they go disappear 
So we don't actually have an actual plan. We don't know we what just, we want. Somewhere doing stuff. People see us doing stuff. You're like, you know what? We're going to use that distraction so we can win. They pull up off on us, use us as a distraction. Then they get they, they um extra footage or mm-hmm. extra whatever they needed to, to win. And then once they win, they bounce on us. Just so we could be real clear, what people forget about the civil rights movement is um, there was um, women's rights. All of the rights people right. attached themselves to the civil rights That's movement. Right. The, um, the civil rights movement was a black thing. Right, and this is, and, I, and I'm as a, as a family of any race that was here to try to help all as a people, family, my that's right. ancestors, and the people who came before me, that's right. my aunts and my uncles, and everybody. That's I right. appreciate everything for everybody that did something, so I'm not trying to discount anything. What I'm saying is, is when we've already had our movement going, and real quick, so y'all can understand what the movement was, it was just us showing up to places like regular human beings and being attacked. Just so y'all can understand, that's literally how it started. Y'all do know this, right? Mm-hmm. Blacks just showing up to a restaurant to go in and then getting attacked. Right. Blacks showing up here and then getting attacked. And then that became something. And then now we had to have sit-ins. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Now we had to do shit. So um, the, the, the point being is, is that we don't... We have other people that's attached to our movements all the time, but they don't reciprocate. After they get the thing that they need... You know, women get the right to vote. Thank you for that. Um, you know, I don't, whatever. Um, blacks get the right to vote. Thank you for that. You know, whatever. But when people get the right, get what they're fighting for, they leave us. And right. That's what the actual issue is. Right. Yeah. That's what the problem is. Okay, so real quick, we have a ton of parades in New York City, right? Mm-hmm. But do we actually have a, 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 a black, a African American parade? that has to deal with specifically the suffering that we went through in this country. Because other people have parades and their parades mm-hmm. deal with the suffering that they had to go through. We have, we, we, we they, they, they have one, one they have one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's one, it's, it's not well publicized. But let me, let me, let me say this as it relates to what, um, what you're saying, Frost, because I do think that we fall victim to having whatever our agenda is co-opted, right? Where people hit their star to their wet to our wagon and be like, oh shit, I'm going along for the ride. You know, y'all doing this, so I'm gonna get on it. Um, you know, I had an opportunity to participate in um, this training called Undoing Racism, right? And Undoing Racism is all about helping people get a better understanding of systemic racism, right? right? And one of the things, as I sat in this group with my, um, my counterparts, like executives from other organizations that kind of frustrated me, I look around the room, it was a room of 30 people, mm-hmm. and it was, Four, probably four of us that were actually black people, right? So my res- my response to it is like, damn, like as people of color, if we're trying to, you know, we're trying to undo racism and overcome our oppressors, we need white allies. But damn, something that was our movement has now been co-opted and taken over by somebody else. And I think you see a lot less of that of, also. Less of us in that fight. Yeah, and I, I think also you see that to a degree with, 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 with um with liberalism, right? Mm-hmm. So when we start talking about liberals, you know, we all, you know, us four, we could all be like, yo, black power, black power, people of color, people of color. And you look at where liberal liberalism has taken us, like, you know, um, Barack Obama got elected into office, not only because us as people of color went out and voted, but he had his, a lot of his constituents were white, young, liberal voters. 
that people who felt and spoke to, like, yo, he's speaking to us. Or there's also white guilt associated with it that they like, you know what? You know, we've oppressed people of color for so long, so by us going out and voting for politicians that's black or patronizing black businesses or whatever, it exonerates us from whatever, whatever, you know, whatever damage that our, our ancestors may have did. But I want to um, take a step back really quick and, and talk about just the piece around in terms of like the agenda, right? So for the LGBT community, their agenda was we want marriage equality. For the black community, one day our agenda is reparations. The, uh, the next day our agenda may be land. The next day our agenda may be, well, we want student loan debt forgiveness or we want small businesses. So I think collectively as black people, I don't know if we've gotten together and said like, this is the pressing issue, right? If we throw up against the wall, knowing how politics work, 20 different issues, you know, do we think that 20 issues are gonna get passed through? I'm gonna tell you what we need. We need better PR. Yes, okay, because (laughs) check this out. All of these agencies that get shit done got PR. You know what our PR is supposed to be? The NC, the NAACP. Yeah. They're supposed to be our our, our representatives. They're our PR. How often do you hear from them? Well, they're an organization that's co-opted by our white allies. They're an organization that's co-opted by our white white allies. Yeah, it's it's diluted. It's not it's not it's not as pure as form anymore. No, that's that's the actual point that I wanted to make is. You're not when you're when you're doing PR. You don't only talk about when things go bad. You also highlight when things are good, so we can all feel good co- collectively. Do you understand what I'm saying? Of course. You highlight when things are happening good, but when things go bad, we're gonna show up and fix it. But at the same time, we need to tell y'all who to support. We need to tell y'all who we f with. We need to tell y'all who don't f with us, so y'all stay clear though. That's the type of PR that we need as black people. That's what we don't have. All the celebrities that we follow often sell us out. They tell us to go buy products that's going to cause us to have damage. Mm-hmm. The, because they tell us to go, you know, they, they shouldn't for some fast food restaurant or some yeah. cosmetic people that, of you course. know, they don't have good cosmetics and they just clogging pores all over the world. This might, this might sound, this might sound crazy, but speak you know, speak loud. This, this might sound crazy, but you know who we can get good PR from? Mm-hmm. Nation of Islam. Because they nation is Islam, nation is Islam. Yeah, yeah. But, but once yeah, again, we got, well, we got, we got. Once again, <laughs> if I fight against, we need that. to get positive messages out there about us. Yeah. The news, negative. Movies, negative. Television, negative. Only positive PR we ever get is commercials when they trying to sell Sprite or some shit. <laughs> but only thing we get is negative. Music, right. negative. The you know nation. It, it, it reminds me of this documentary I watched called Crips and Bloods in America, if any of you have never seen it. And something they touched on in that documentary is that a lot of gangs formed, especially in LA, because the kids would look at the our our uh, the leaders and realize, well, damn, you be a Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, you can get shot. You be one of the drug dealers in the hood, you get shot. So, you know, we just go come together and then, you know, it, that ultimately kind of went bad. But ideally, that, that how can we find anybody that's going to be that good PR, that good leader, when every time we turn around, we get somebody that's great and they get killed? Yeah. Because they well, too, because you, you get, you don't, they don't get an opportunity to be unapologetically black. 
That's the perfect point. Good that's okay, the perfect Chanel, point. I'm sorry to cut you off, but we have a lot of good leaders out there. The problem is, is that we have a lot of scumbags out there. We got a lot of people that they're gonna try to convince you to not follow good leaders. Right. That's what our actual problem so, is. So, so let me. A lot of good leaders out let me, there. Let me. Let me. A lot of people that's actually doing the footwork, but they just don't have the support. Let me say yeah, this. I would love to see like a mice on. Yeah, but let me let me say this. Um, I think the okay, message, yeah. the message, even like what Rob was saying, when you start thinking about the nation, you know. What happens with it, the reason why people are not receptive to it is because, like you said, it's, it's, it's unapologetic and it may not be palatable because people may not be ready or fact. willing or accepting to hear the truth. So because it's not packaged neatly and it doesn't make everybody feel good, people shy away from it, yeah. right? Exactly. But think about That's it. So, so, this, so politicians that are supposedly representatives or messages, messengers for us... They're put in a position where they have to, again, like I said earlier, they have to figure out how do I speak and make sure that I'm palatable, not only for the people in the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, Watts, you know, um, in Detroit or whatever it is, but I have to be able to speak to in Indiana, I have to be able to speak to constituents in Oklahoma, right? So people, people are put in a position, and I think just in general as us as black people, like if you think about it, like we walk into the boardroom. You know, we have to always be alert and have to tone down our blackness based on how uncomfortable exactly. it makes people makes people feel. So are the people really speaking to everyone or are they speaking to one uh, uh, one? Because when Joe Biden was there um, uh, uh, pushing the 1993 crime bill, mm-hmm. it, it didn't sound like he was speaking to everybody. It he has like white he privilege. To one particular audience. Joe Biden, Joe, Joe Biden, Joe Biden has white privilege. The white privilege allows you to speak directly to white constituents. And feel like I'm gonna speak to the white constituents, and because of name recognition, Democrats are still gonna vote for me, or because my Democratic um, constituents may not do the research to find out, like what Frost was saying, what my record in the Senate has actually been. Right. You know, so for them, it's like, hey, they voted me, for, voted for me for the for the last 12 years or <laughs> whatever. I know I'm a shoo-in. and, and that's that's why Hillary Clinton didn't win because she took for granted a lot of those votes. So with that being said, in terms of, you know, we're talking about PR and everything, who does Biden need to need to team up with? Who does Biden need to have as a running mate to solidify his his um his campaign? Who would you say, Sean? If he get Kamala Harris. You think Kamala? I think if he gets Kamala Harris, um she got uh she's she's polarizing, but if he gets Kamala Harris that can help him with the uh black vote just in general. And it's going to help him with the women vote because I think that just women in general are pissed off that Hillary Clinton get, didn't get an opportunity to win yet. So The women that was, like him. The women that like Hillary because a lot of women despise Hillary. Yeah, the women Hillary. that like Hillary. That, yeah, <laughs> that's them. Only them. <laughs> um, and also, if you get Hillary Clinton's fan base, then you also get the um, G, uh, Hillary Clinton's community. You also get the LBGTQ community. So that's double win if you get Kamala Harris. Then on top of that, Kamala Harris does do a lot of, she's actually one of those politicians that when things are going on crazy, she's talking out. She's being, um, she's actually trying to create, um, you know, a situation, help or whatever, or at mm-hmm. least make it look like she is at the least. Okay. So she's active. So, um, Biden is not active. I don't know what Biden did since 93. He's <laughs> been chilling. But Kamala Harris is active. Right. So, um, when I look at, so that would be a good choice, I would think, if you're trying to get the black vote, get the female vote, get the stragglers, 
and also get somebody who's actually been active because Joe Biden has not been active, especially not in the way that we would like. Okay, right. Shaw, who you say? Who who you think should, he should be his running mate? Um, I, I see I see Bernie has still stood behind him, so either Bernie or maybe even listen. I know um, uh, Cortez is not in the running, but if if she would stay behind him, I think that that would solidify a lot because AOC, mm-hmm. we love her out here. You know, she's for the people, and we trust that she would get the the working people um get their voice heard. So I think that either one of those two would definitely be. Yeah, a good running mate. Yeah, AOC. I like AOC too. I think AOC is ahead of her time. I don't know if Washington D.C. is fully yeah. embraced her or they're ready for her. Who do you think is, is a formidable running mate? She's too abrasive. She's too abrasive. She's too abrasive. But at what be... point do you stop saying we have to dumb ourselves down? At, at no, what no, no, point no, do no, you? No, I'm not talking. Wait, no, no, no. What I'm saying is this. Remember, we still have to get people who don't have all the same um, problems in, in, in life in America, who don't have all the same issues, but have different issues in America to also vote for Biden. So what I'm saying is, when you have a polarizing figure, like I think Kamala Harris is really polarizing, but when you have a polarizing figure, there's more things for the uh, opponent to point out and yeah, say, look, do you want that type no. of person in this type of position? Really they can't even control their anger. They're <laughs> in a damn interview <laughs> discussing some shit, and she about to kill that nigga. So that's part of my part of my language, but I'm just saying, like, you, do you want that type of energy? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. There's going to be a lot of people that's not going to vote for them, and I think for not a good reason. Well, I think that she is actually a better choice than Kamala Harris, honestly. Yeah. Well, my thing with AOC that I think that a lot of people um, don't like is I think AOC represents a f- not even a far left, a further left. You know, like <laughs> yes. she, she's outcast in her in her own her own party based on her political views. Like she's viewed as being almost like um like like a, a, a she's a rebel rouser. You know, she's so non-traditional and I don't think people have had the ability to fully embrace her but I think she's I think she's ahead of her time who do, who do you think Rob who's the who's his running mate I can't look <laughs> Rob is just like y'all I'm, I'm opposed to him I'm, in I'm general just, you know, I'm at just in general yeah you know who I think would make a good running mate for him but I don't think he would ever select this candidate, this person, because I think it will overshadow him, Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama, Obama oh, man, yeah. would reassure. He, de- he, he would definitely be <laughs> oh, man, elected. Oh, man. If he does, if he gets Michelle Obama, he gonna win. Yeah, he gonna, gonna win by yeah, Definitely win by yeah. What the hell? Think about it. Trump, don't tell Trump that. Trump might try to get her. Think about <laughs> it. <laughs> Pence out. No, there's nobody that don't like Michelle. He <laughs> will get rid of Pence. Like, really? Pence will get fired. Pence will get fired. Simple, you know, the, those people that was calling her crazy stuff on Twitter. But in generally speaking, everybody likes Michelle Obama. Yeah. yeah. Think, think about it. Like, educated person of color, speak can, has the ability, I think, to speak across the board. Yeah, she can. She can. Scandal, talk. scandal free. Yeah. You know, and my only thing with Kamala, I like Kamala too, but my only thing with Kamala is similar. I don't think that Kamala makes a good running mate for Joe Biden because Joe Biden already has hanging over his head the crime bill. Kamala was a prosecutor. And as a prosecutor, Kamala prosecuted a lot of people in California of color that she hasn't been able to kind of get that stench off of her as a result of the people that she's prosecuted. Check this out. 
when you take them same situation that she has, put people in jail, and you go talk to those people in middle America that's hard on crime, mm -hmm. yeah. you're going to pull votes. Well, here's the thing. Here's, here's something to think about. I'm just saying. If, if, what? If I was Biden, if I was Biden, if I was Biden, I'd look at how she polled in the primaries with those people, right? Did her message on tough on crime, did it resonate in, in middle America when she was in the primaries? You know, we view middle America as just being this, this vast open land full of white folk or whatever. But there's there's some people of color and them 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 rural, the rural states. Areas. Yeah, that's like yo, hold on, you didn't put my cousin Bobby Joe see, ass in jail see, for that bullshit. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. Just so we can be let's just be clear on something real quick. Um, first of all, she has to embrace it. She hasn't embraced those those Agreed. She, she's been trying to explain it away. Mm -hmm. So that's one. She has to embrace it. Look, I'm not the I'm just saying this is something she can say. Look, I was not wrong for the position that I had at that time. At that time, the laws in which we passed, I believe to be what 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 we should have done. Mm -hmm. Now, after time has passed, we know better. We know that those laws were things that we shouldn't have done, and now we're trying to enact different laws to take get rid of those laws and try to, um, you know, redo some of the damage that could have possibly have been done. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, look at this law, that law, that law, that law, that law, that law that I passed that that worked out for everybody, and it was a good thing. So I haven't been fucking up the whole time. That's the point that I'm making. <laughs> so that, that's how she needs to just come out like yeah. that, like that. So like on some real shit. If she just come out and say, "Yo, look," and when she goes to Middle America, say, "Yo, look," um, I've always been hard on crime. Um, and if she really want to be funny about it, she could say, "You know, um, my own people are mad at me for putting so much of us in jail." And I, I'm trying to tell you, it will be the truth. It wouldn't be a lie. She will be playing to the white racists, and the black people will have to acknowledge, you know what, this bitch is being honest. Yo, so uh, hold on, hold on. Here's something to, here's Trump, something to think about, though, right? Because we've seen another politician that was in this race basically get their clock cleaned as a result of it. Bloomberg. Bloomberg tried to, tried to take that position, too. Like, look, you know, I was... I was mis mis um, misinformed. The policy originally was done with good intentions, but after a while, I realized that the policy was racist. And as a result, now having having learned what I learned, now I, I I have a change of position in it. And where Bloomberg came off wrong is because it was disingenuous. So for many years, Bloomberg has been steadfast in saying like, "Yo, you know, sir, uh, stop and frisk, stop and frisk, stop and frisk." Then, the day before he decides to declare himself as a candidate, he goes to a black church and, and starts pandering, saying, well, you know, maybe I was wrong about stopping Frisk, you know, so it, <laughs> it, it becomes difficult when you have, see, that's what I think Donald Trump had. Donald Trump didn't have a record to stand on. Now Donald Trump has a dossier of all his bullshit that people gonna be able to pull out and be like, oh really? The Central Park Five to jail. Yeah, yeah. So once you have a record to run on, it becomes a lot more difficult. I don't think Bloomberg could do that because he's rich. So he just comes off like a douchebag. If Bloomberg wasn't rich, people would have even like a lot of people. Bloomberg did a lot of dirt. You are one hundred percent correct. I'm not never effing with Bloomberg. I'm not even going to go no further. This kids might be watching this, so I'm going to try to keep my language appropriate. I just don't mess with Bloomberg. But the reason why Bloomberg's position doesn't work is because he's rich. So Bloomberg is always coming off like he's talking down to people. An elitist. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. even when he apologizes, he's talking he down to people. Yeah, even yeah. when he's 
trying to explain to you, yo, look, I effed up. He's talking down to you. So it's hard to accept somebody's apology that's talking down to you. So the whole Bloomberg thing, that wasn't going to work. That's one. Two, Bloomberg wasn't in there to try to win anyway. He was just trying to fuck up the votes. Y'all didn't know that, right? <laughs> Y'all knew that? He, he, said, he, just, he, he didn't want the mess Come on, son. You, you come in there in the middle of, middle yeah, of nothing. Yeah, he wasn't trying just to win. Just throw, throw a couple dollars in just to say, ha-ha, I, I, I had a party in this election. Hey, Bloomberg, we're going to be making a movie about this in 20 years. You want to get in it? Exactly. So he showed up. Uh, and oh, even if he had any, any thought of winning anything, once Central Park 5 reminded everybody that he was the reason that um Rush they couldn't get their sell- their um settlement, that, that, oh, that yeah. really destroyed yeah. it. That, 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 because I, I'm not going to lie, right? I looked at him and I said, damn, you know, maybe, maybe we got something here because... I watched Bloomberg as a mayor grow from uh, saying, oh, climate change is not real. He's saying, you know, we need to plant a million trees mm-hmm. in, yeah. in New York City, right? <laughs> I watched it happen. I said, okay, maybe he got a little growth to him. Once he doubled down on the Central Park 5 situation, yeah, he was a I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Sean, let me ask you. Trump said keep him locked up even after we found out they exactly. were innocent. Yeah, with exactly. DNA proof. Exactly. With DNA proof. So let me ask you this, Shah, um, really quick. What do, you, what do you need to see out of a candidate them to get your vote what are you looking for um yeah just like i said earlier i need to see what do you have okay let, let's let me frame it a little better right everybody you you have to show me that you're unapologetic show me your truth show me that when it comes to biting i need you to show me that when it comes to the support uh, uh black agenda that you have double down on it when you're talking to the to the to the conservatives, right? Mm-hmm. When they when they encounter you and they say, well, well, what about us? Show me that you say, well, it's been about y'all for so long. Don't worry about it, mm-hmm. right? Show me that. Show me that you that you you're down with the with the black agenda, and 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 and, and don't hide from it. Because once you start cowering from it, that's when I start getting frustrated. That's when I say, this politics is you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I need. To yeah, see. You, I need to see somebody that's that's down with the black agenda. I am unapologetically black. I don't care to to, to mingle with and mingle with everybody. They don't. They nobody's ever went to mingle and, and be with with us. So therefore, I don't care to mingle with y'all. Yeah, you. That's equivalent to like you know you want to date us, but you wanna you don't want to date us in public. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Nah, nah, exactly. Oh, Lord, like, nah, exactly. Meet me in the hallway. Yeah, yeah you don't want to date us. Post me on the gram so I know it's real. <laughs> Okay. What's up, Rob? It's what, cold what, outside. I got to this Jason Mass. What you right. need to see from a candidate, Rob? What do I need to see? What I need to see from my people is, is really to understand that as black people, we've always been the, 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 we've always played a role in seeing what comes in America next. Like, when we come with hip-hop, no, hip-hop wasn't here. And all of a sudden, it was out of the despair of what we had going on that we brought that out. Look what hip hop is now. That's black people in general. That's people, you know what I'm saying? In, in, in that light in general, they they bring out the best. I think at this time that we're all in the in, in this position of being where we are, we need to find ways to come together, do stuff like this, start sharing ideas, and start joining and forming groups like the brother said from a local standpoint, and start getting things done in neighborhoods that used to be there. You know and I know a time where, like I said, there were pals, there were community centers. Them shits has been gone since David Dinkins. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Giuliani yeah, yeah. came in and that was it. We had no more of that and it put all the kids in the street. You want to see the next 20, 30 years? 
set things up for your kids and have things whether it's education whatever it is community involvement community centers anything that after kid is structurally dealing with whatever he has to do he has a he has a chance to be a kid mm-hmm. imagination is big for kids in, in this world man these kids don't have no imagination they're yeah. attached to their phones they're attached to these devices and they're not thinking for themselves they need something else to tell them the answer we don't we weren't raised that way yeah we have to get these kids back in there. So with all that being said, when it comes to education, whatever involves education, make it 100% free. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. 100% free. And because of the situation I'm dealing with, they got to be talking about free health care or better health care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With that around it, I come from the old school. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I come from the old school. I was raised like sort of in the nation. I watched what Elijah did as far as an entrepreneur. We don't have to associate with them. We can deal with their system, but we don't have to associate that man. That man created all of his businesses from 1934 to 1975. When Jim Crow, slaying, lynching niggas, all that shit was happening. This man was still, and he still was raising black people to a level of at least self-dignity. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm pro-nation on that regard because... I haven't seen any other people rise to that ability with any other situation in the nation. You don't have to. I'm not nation of Islam. I'm not even five percent. Mm-hmm. But I understand their 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 purpose of why they say the things. Yeah. That, so I understand. I understand mm-hmm. their philosophy when it comes to us. Yeah. So Facts. education, it has to be free 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 healthcare and a, a better way for our, for our children. To grab some of the some of their ideas and, and we can push and follow behind them. Man. So, yeah. Frost, what about you? Um. Well, the first thing I would need—I don't need the uh, politician to be honest. I don't need them to be honest. I understand in order for them to do their job, sometimes other people don't need don't need to. Other people can't know what they're trying to do. So I don't need for a politician to come out into the public and tell us absolutely everything that's inside of their plan. But I need to understand the things that they're saying they're going to do for us. I need to understand how these things are possible. Because you can tell me you're going to give me a plane. Like, yo, they got, you get the 747, come down to JFK. You can tell me you're going to give me whatever, but I want to know how I'm going to actually get the plane. I want to know where's who got the paperwork, who's paying for this, who got, where, where do I get gas? I want to know what's going on. You understand right. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when these politicians is telling us about all of these, what you said, fifty. Fifteen thousand dollars to get home or something like yeah, that. Yeah. When these politicians are telling us about all these things that they're gonna do, that's gonna help and they're gonna benefit us. I don't. Okay, tell me the thing you're gonna do, but tell me how you're gonna do it. I want to know how that's possible. How in the hell are you gonna get the Republicans to agree with that? That's what I think of every single time a Democrat tell me something. How are you gonna get the dudes that's literally trying to stop everything that you're trying to do to agree with that incredible thing that you're telling me that you're gonna give mm-hmm. me? I don't think it's possible. So that's what I need. I need reasonable goals and a uh, transparent plan, an understandable plan. That's it. Even if we don't reach it, I know that it was a reasonable goal, and I know that we had a plan. We tried to do the thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just don't succeed. Yeah, yeah. For me, I would say um, there's a number of things that I'm looking for in a um, candidate. So one, <clears throat> I think that what we have, what 
what we're missing as people of color is um, generational wealth. So that really that really speaks to me. And the reason why it speaks to me is because, and you know, maybe Shy, you'll probably appreciate this getting ready to go to Howard. Generational wealth for people of color is hard to accumulate based on our circumstances, right? So even if you're seen as a person of color that's ascending and you're, you know, you strive for higher education, more and more people are going away to universities, to colleges, and being strapped with these student loan debts that put them behind the eight ball. So you think about it, you pay 160 grand, 180 grand, $200,000 for education, come out and then get a job paying 50 grand, you've already been put behind the eight ball in terms of being able to actually acquire assets, right? Because you're paying off a student loan that's $700, $800, $1,000 a month or whatever, and you're not making a substantial amount of money. So I need a politician that's gonna give me, just, just as I think what you were saying, Frost, to outline to me and tell me how do you intend on um, ensuring that people of color either have reduced rates for attending university or have some sort of debt forgiveness, right? Because you think about it, like a lot of the income disparity that we have and the wealth disparity is not because of that that old adage of, you know, you know, my grandfather pulled himself up by his bootstraps, he was fresh off the boat from whatever, whatever it is. No. There are things that have been put in place that have assured that, like if you start thinking about like redlining that, you know, that certain communities property have higher value than properties of in communities of color. So I need a candidate that speaks to that, that that gives me a clear, concise message as to how are we gonna work towards making sure that those income disparities, that, that wealth disparity, you know, begins to, begins to, and I'm just being realistic, begins to um, close in the gap, right? I don't see us getting there overnight where, we, where we're on an even playing field because as people of color, I think we have a number of people, honestly, to hurdle to get there. Like, you know, I've, I've always maintained that there's a pecking order, and I think the pecking order is, you know, white man, white woman, you know, Black family. Then yeah, then how you call it? Like we have we have some obstacles to overcome. I think also you know healthcare. Healthcare is is important to me. You know you look, um, you know like in New York City, I think the minimum wage may be fifteen dollars an hour or something like that. The cost of healthcare is astro astronomical. Yeah. In my mind, I'm like yo, how could that? How could somebody not be in support of some type of universal healthcare or figuring out a way to make healthcare affordable to people? I'm also interested in um, home ownership. So home ownership has reduced over the years. And part of the reason why home ownership has reduced is because, like I said a few minutes ago, like if people are coming out of college and they're strapped with student loan debt, there are plenty of people that are experiencing failure to launch, right? You know, years ago, the trajectory may have been, you know, I graduate from college, I stay wherever I went to college was, I start a family, I go off, I get my own place, I do whatever, whatever it is. But now it's like, damn, like I got this this hell of a bill. I need to go back into mom and dad's basement. Or I need to go back to my twin bed wherever I lived at and stay there and stack paper. And then I'm also thinking about in terms of black people, somebody that speaks to me in terms of ownership, right? So as black people, we have small businesses. And here's a fact, like they when they did the um the paycheck protection and the small business loans recently, a lot of people of color, a lot of businesses of color well, left out of that, you know, my my company, the first go round, we applied for it, we got no response. <laughs> nobody got back to us. Nobody said shit about anything. The second go round, we were granted it, 
But I, you know, I need a politician or a candidate that says, you know what, I recognize that this is a business of color in the community, and we need to figure out how do we fund that business. And that to me is not too far fetched off. Like I don't know if you guys follow follow it, but there's a huge push right now um, when you're looking for grants and things like that in terms of minority women business owners, right? So that tells me that that's on people's radar. That this is a real, this is this is something that's very real and prevalent that we need to address, right? So when I'm asking for from a candidate, it may be ambitious, and they may not be able to do all of it, but. There's something that somebody, at this point in my life, there's something that somebody has to give me. Somebody has to come to me and be like, Shannon, after, you know, um, after this is done, you know, I'm going to wipe out your student loan debt. By wiping out my student loan debt alone, that gives me the opportunity to potentially fund another business, yeah, yeah, yeah. to purchase another That's property, to, to whatever it is, right? <laughs> or somebody has to come to me and be like, Shannon, I know that you pay a shitload of money for, um, for your health care. Guess what? I put together a bill that your healthcare is going to be free. Whatever it is, right? Like, if you want to 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 close that gap, that disparity in terms of income, that's a start. Yeah, that to me, that's that's a, yeah, that's but, a start. I don't want a promise of somebody telling me, "Yo, giving me fifteen hundred dollars is not going to do anything for me." Fifteen hundred dollars is not going to do anything for me. Well, although I agree with what you're saying, but I think the problem is is the way that our um our economy is. I think the problem is our economy. We are the actual um, value. We're, we're the actual, we're the one that brings America actual value to individuals. Right. The problem is with our economy. Right. So, since we're the actual uh, product in America, like, um, okay, so, real quick, because this is going to be long, I'm, I'm trying to read it fast. Um, uh, think about it like this. You want to know right now China is hurt. You want to know why China is hurting right now? Because you know how many uh, products China supplies to America that they're not now shipping over here? Mm -hmm. You know how many products China supplies to other countries that mm -hmm. are allies with America that nobody's taking anything from China? Mm -hmm. Do you understand the importance of President um, Donald Trump saying this is the Chinese virus? Mm -hmm. Now, nobody is allowing anything from China into their country. So now that means that all of China... <laughs> Is their their, uh, their whole entire economy is being hit? Now, when you take that into Sounds consideration, like then you look at America. How do how do people deal with America? Almost all deals that deal with America is America deals a deal with some country, and somewhere in the deal it says that that country has the right to sell some products in America. Why would that be like that if we weren't the commodity? Well, let me ask you this, and I'll put this on the table for all of us. What is America's chief export? What, 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 what's our chief export? What do we export? What are other countries looking at being like, I have to have that from America? Entertainment. Shit. That's a fact. We don't have, we don't, we, you go to other places, they be like, well, you the know. The closest thing is entertainment. Rum, sugar, whatever it is. This country, we don't have a, we don't have a chief, a chief export. And as far as like, if you That's think about fact. it, like, like China, right? So China, they, we, they, China may be in a position now where we're not importing China projects, but um, their, their, their products, but our our deficit, our debt, like yo, they got they got papers, they have papers on us. Yeah. So as much as Trump has put these tariffs and all this shit on people or whatever, at the end of the day, we still owe these all these other countries boatloads of money. That, that how you call it that they have they have us. And that's why their economy and our economy crashing 
Yeah. Everybody gets wiped back to zero. So, so here's here's something. We've also, we've also, hold on, we've also a freaking uh, Fight Club, right? Uh-huh. I'm assuming we also a Fight Club. Everybody gets wiped back to zero. So I'm just saying, I'm not trying to make no conspiracy. We talking about some other stuff, <laughs> but um. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Not, so, so look, so, 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 look. You, 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 you think about it like there are people who have called for a long time for, um, for reparations, right? What, what, you know, what, what are reparations? Reparations in the form of check? What you, what you gonna give me? You gonna give me ten thousand dollars for me to stimulate, for me to stimulate the economy and give it right back to you? Like we, just, to, to me, yeah, to me, we just we need tangible what, things what is, that's gonna what is close. Rep- what does reparations look like? For, for you asking, what does reparations look like for me? What would it look like for me? Reparations look like you gonna give me ownership in something. I, I need ownership. I need assets. I need capital. That's the shit I need for reparations. Giving me a Cadillac truck. Give me five grand, a ten grand, or something like state. that. It, it doesn't. And, in reality, reparations would be them also giving us a state. Yeah, we need we need land. The whole land, so entire, entire effing state. That's you know, right. one of them that we built. Where anybody can live there. Right. I'm not saying everybody can't the live there. But in that state, it's our state. Right. That's right. That would be real reparations. Right. In a big mm-hmm. state too. Not freaking Delaware. Not not Rhode Island. We don't want we don't nice we don't want Rhode Island. We don't want Maryland. We don't want Rhode Island. Yeah, and Alaska, not Alaska either. They got like 30, 30 days a night over there. We ain't doing that either. Shaw was saying something. State. Yeah, Shaw, you were saying what something. Shaw was saying something. Yeah, so at least one of them that we built, that'd be nice. Right. Yeah. Give me a full yeah, so You know, yeah. and and I think that also it'd be for me it would look like, you know, you you erase this um debt or um, students should be able to attend HBCUs. That's a, um, that's a fact. Um, Education is big. Equity, mm-hmm. right? There should, there should be, we're just going to eliminate redlining because it still exists, mm-hmm. right? Gentrification should not be a thing. So neighborhoods such as Harlem, Flatbush, Brownsville should stay black, right? Yeah. And black ownership should be a priority in those neighborhoods because we were there first. Um, you know, I think that it looks like um, definitely teaching children about this, teaching children about equity, teaching children about ownership, teaching children about taxes, teaching kids, making sure that there's a place for young black and brown children to go mm-hmm. to get that type of education. Right. That's yeah. what reparations are. And then, then you drop the bag. Yeah. After you wipe the debt, you drop the bag. We don't have no money for it, but we got $3 trillion. <laughs> All of a sudden, when reparations went around, Bernie was talking about, uh, uh, Student loan debt or wasting student loan debt. Where the money don't have from? money. If you don't have money, yeah. all of a sudden, all the trillion dollars popped up yep. when it came to coronavirus. This is crazy. It's unnecessary. Um, also, um, well, just like, you know, seriously. So, this is something that, because obviously they're not going to give us a state. So, um, <laughs> this is something that they can't do, though. Um, black businesses that have been owned and operated for two to three years should be able to get. A um a stipend from the government, hundred thousand, hundred and fifty thousand that could be used towards building the business, growing the business, not to put directly in anyone's pocket, mm-hmm. right. but to build the business. Right. Also, companies that have a uh no a certain percentage of uh, minority workers that's also owned by a minority, not one hundred percent minority workers, because we don't want to just you know racist. So um. 
people that own businesses that have a predominant, uh, that have a large number of black people working in, you should then be able to get tax write-offs. That's going to encourage people to hire black people. Mm -hmm. Now, um, and, and especially encourage the people that need big tax write-offs, by the way. So that's going to, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to stop getting passed over mm -hmm. for positions just because somebody else fall the window, Princeton with that dude over there. Right. So <laughs> that's something that they can actively actually do that can help our um, situation. And then one more thing. Um, the problem is actually the schools. So the number one thing is all inner cities, I'm not trying to speak negatively about all schools in general, not for nothing, but inner cities, it's a bigger problem maybe because I live in the inner city, so it's, I see it. But all inner cities or all schools in general, they should definitely stop taking money away from the schools, start giving money to the schools. All schools should start, every kid in school should have some kind of iPad for school. That's right. Every single kid. Every single kid. Every, I don't even understand this. And it should have a memory. So that memory, the, mem the memory card and the iPad or whatever the hell that is, stays at the school. So next year, they can still use that same fucking memory chip. You can have all of the fucking school that that person did all four years that they. You have all of the school that that person did all um, six years they was in elementary school, all three years they was in middle school. You right. have all that of what they over. did right there. And then you get out of like this is the type of technology that we have that I don't understand how we're not using. Uh, another mm -hmm. thing that 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 they can do that could actually help our communities is. When you go file for welfare, okay, check this out. You see how they try to say if the father don't got a job, you know what we gonna do? We still gonna have to charge him. Now you putting people in debt. If somebody is broke or somebody is, you know, homeless, don't have no way to live, or they're working off the government or whatever it is, situations happen. They get pregnant, that lady decides she's gonna go get welfare, the husband isn't with them. There should be an onus put on making sure that that man can get a job. Now, if we right. try to get him a job and he can't maintain or keep the job or he's not interested in keeping the job, he's a dog. But yeah, other than right. that, there's a lot That's of people right. out here that would work if they had the chance. That's you right. understand yeah. what I'm saying? That's right. They That's have, right. They, they that, have makes, um, that makes so much sense. Yeah, they have, they, they have, I know, like um, I had an opportunity to be a presenter at a conference where they do have a lot of um, different programs now that are looking for relief for, for men that have um, outstanding child support debts for the reason that you said that people get caught behind the eight right, ball right, right, right. with the child support um, or people don't get an opportunity as it relates to um, the child support. I want to say one thing and then we'll move into um, to wrapping up. You know, I didn't realize until I moved from the city to the suburbs that the things in the city that was shunned, on, shunned upon um, in terms of technology in school for my kids, like, don't bring a cell phone, don't bring your iPad, don't bring your computer. When I moved to the suburbs, they embraced it. They was like, it's a necessity. yeah, like, yo, bring, why aren't you bringing your phone? Take your phone out and, you know, get on this and, and you know, where's your iPad or where's your computer or this, that. So, you know, I think that's, that's more like a, um, a shift in terms of inner city thinking versus the suburbs. And, you know, it may be a reach for me to say that inner city schools have a lot more to deal with than what sub suburban schools have to deal with because and the reason why i say it's a reach because you think of like the suburban schools right now most of like the school shooting and shit like that happened in the suburban schools they have different problems yeah. let agree yeah we can agree on that yes There's problems they just happen to different. be different yeah problems. so so let's 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 go around real quick and let's just um let's wrap up you know what just just 
closing thing that anybody want to say. Rob, we'll start with you. Listen, man. <clears throat> Be safe out there. This world is crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I always try to encourage, man, put knowledge first, man. Go out there, research. Find out anything about yourself. You know what I mean? Expand your horizons. Do, do the best you can, man, and make your life much better. Develop. You know what I mean? Push yourself. Not much I have, man. I mean, this is a, this is a good Yo, show. Yo, Rob, we need you to talk up. I can't hear you. I know I'm a low, I'm a low-speaking dude, son. Because if <laughs> I start yelling, nah, I'm, I'm just, I'm joking. But um, nah, man. Listen, man, this is a great show. I appreciate everyone here, man. Yeah. Um, this has been good. I'm great. I, thank Sha- you, man. Sha, what's up? Good. Which final, final thought? Um, nothing, man. Just, just don't, don't go in there voting for Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> that might be our only but, uh, choice. That might be our only savior. What's going on around us? And uh, no matter what, always keep going. That's appreciate it. What's up, Frost? What you got? Um, just as, as far as this politics things go, please find out what your politicians is doing, what they have done, where they're trying to go. Um, everybody has some type of ambition. Find out what their ambition is. Right. Some politicians is just fine being where they're at, maybe moving up a little bit more. Some would do anything to get anywhere. So just find <laughs> out what your politician is. Um, understand that your vote actually do matter even when you don't vote. See, that's the thing about it. Mm-hmm. Your vote even matters when you don't vote. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Stop voting knuckleheads into the office and getting us killed. Um, yo, thank you very much for inviting me on the show. You guys are the best. Yeah, you should do this again. Yeah, I thought I definitely thought this was, was dope. Like, look, for me, knowledge, information, education, like people have to share people, it. Yeah, people have to share. And also I would say that people have to see behind the curtain. Like just because somebody puts a plan forward. You should be asking the questions like, oh, that's a great plan, but tell, tell me how you want to get to that. You know, tell me the process to, for, for me to forget yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, so um, for me, like, you know, even having an opportunity to collaborate with the, my, my BBN network peeps, you know, I appreciate it. I thought it was a dope yeah. discussion. Looking forward to us locking in and doing it again. You know, maybe we do it on something in relation to, to entertainment or, you know, whatever it is. Look, we sign it off, but again, no ideas original. BBN, we on Spotify, we on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, on IG, IG, YouTube. Yo, check us out. Um, y'all want y'all, anything else we need to say? Or we good, we done? Bro. It's good meeting y'all, man.